This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our other shows like Westworld FM, Gone to Texas, and Horror Movie Yearbook. If you're a fan of Westworld, Preacher, or horror movies in general, chances are you'll dig one of those podcasts. So go to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com for more information. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today is Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. I'm having trouble talking again, as per usual. It's all right. Uh, while you're listening along or even watching along, why not head over to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com slash support and check out all the various ways you can support us. We've got a support store where you can buy shirts and hoodies and stuff like that, some beer koozies. There's a donate button if you want to donate some money, which would be totally tight. Uh, we have an Amazon affiliate link that you can go through to buy all your Amazon stuff, which gives us a little bit of money. So if you're buying games or consoles... Or if you want to buy a Vive, which went down in price recently through Amazon, kind of, kind of, it went like it was like a hundred bucks. Uh, it was on, it was only a sale too, I think. Oh, was I thought it was like a, a permanent thing. Like Anyways, an anniversary sale. But don't yeah. you get that cool Robo Recall game for free too on the Vive, or is that the Rift? I think that's the Rift. Oh. I don't know. You can rent Vives now too, by the way. But anyways, uh, yeah, use the Amazon affiliate link for any of your Amazon purchases so that we can get some money. And you don't know, you have to, doesn't cost you anything extra. We just get a little bit of what you spend, which is cool. Uh, and don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher so we can climb the charts. Uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Podcasts, and TuneIn Radio are the main ones, I think, but mostly iTunes, I think, is the most important. Hmm. Um, and as always, if you like what you hear, or even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Don't forget to add us on Instagram at MidwestGameNerds. Today we're going to talk some game news before Brian talks about Thimbleweed Park, and I'm going to talk about Has Been Heroes. But before we do that, what else What else have you guys been playing? Anything else? I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. And does the ending hold up for the rest of the game? Yes, it's awesome. Great. It's, yeah, very spectacular at the spectacular. end there. Spectacular. Um, That's a fancy word, man. And the story, like, I thought was going one direction and then kind of just got a lot cooler, like the backstory. Yeah. And uh, it definitely delivered. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I will say, like, after about two-thirds of the way into the game, all the combat seemed kind of easy because I got, well, partially because I got good at it, and I also had all the, like, good, the really good weapons. Yeah. But... But that's it when was the still game, fun. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I like when you get to that point in a game where like you you've you've already it's like you've paid your dues, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. and then you finally like understand the systems and mechanics, and you have all the cool gear, and you're basically just like the superhero you were meant to you're meant to be throughout the whole game. You know what I mean? Like you just get to that point where you're like a total badass. Yeah, and some of the enemies are still, and they still take some time to defeat. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was super cool. I'm really looking forward to the next one, whenever Sweet. that may come out. Yeah, Hopefully. are they are they making it like a full franchise? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, it's done so well that one would think they would want to, but I don't. There's it, been no yeah. announcements. It is absolutely open for another one. Cool, but they did actually finish the story. They didn't leave like a cliffhanger ending yeah. or something dumb. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um. I played a bit of Shovel Knight. I picked that up. Okay. I picked up the the Treasure Trove collection. So you had something else to play on your Switch? Switch. Yeah. Um, I really kind of suck at 2D platformers in general, <laughs> and that one's pretty hard. Did to, you ever, for me, at least. Did you ever pick <laughs> up Castlevania cool. Symphony of the Night? I didn't. You should. Just... 
just I've get played it. a little bit of it. I had like the trial or something on it's my 360. So, it's so good. Symphony of the Night's probably the best. Like that's peaking. Like that's if you start with that, I think that's like so. That's the only one I need to play. Is pretty pretty it's, much. It sets the it's bar. It's a different kind of game than so uh, high. Shovel Knight though. Shovel, Shovel Knight's, Knight's pretty like, good. Shovel Knight's more like an older Castlevania. It's like a Super Castlevania yeah. four kind of like in terms of graphics, but also I mean. There's a little bit more depth to it than there was those old Castlevania games because there's towns to go to and you can buy like different magical abilities and stuff like that and yeah and then the other thing about Shovel Knight that's also really cool is that you can kind of um, there's checkpoints throughout the game okay and or throughout the stage and you can use your shovel to destroy those to get more jewels, but then obviously you don't get to use it as a checkpoint. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Interesting. So you can kind of go through, you can make it harder for yourself and get that, it's that risk-reward right, ratio right. kind of thing. So that, I mean, there's, so there's a lot of depth to Shovel Knight. And I've, I've really only played the vanilla game. I don't know how the That's play, what I've started with, is. but yeah, there's yeah. some special features that they added even for the vanilla game. Like, yeah replacing certain characters with other characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like a really good value because you're basically getting, like, three games in one. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's, what, 25 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good but deal. It's 15 just to get the new one. Right. So you can spend $10 more and get the new one and, and the, the old, old one side. and the old one with a uh, different character, I think is yeah. what it is. That's cool. Um. And after Horizon, I went back to playing Zelda 2. Yeah. And uh, not Zelda 2. I mean, Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) Zelda as well. well. (laughs) Yes. But, um, I mean, that's, of course, awesome to get back to finally. I only set it down because I was having a hard time playing Horizon and then switching to that and and back. Right. Um, I I finished the first, uh, or one of the um divine, divine beast so that was really cool that was way more involved than i expected <laughs> um it wasn't difficult really though yeah it's i had a little kind of like more in-depth shrines essentially spoiler yeah. alert for what i've been playing i beat zelda <laughs> yeah like, me too today oh. like i beat it today oh. like like three hours ago all cool. right um i that fucking game is so good it's really it's good. so good it's so good. And the Divine Beasts are... They're not difficult by any means. I actually think the hardest uh, the hardest enemies in the games are those damn lions. The lionels. Yeah. Like they're, they, harder, they're harder than they're, Ganon is. Yeah. Ganon was easy as balls, like, well, which I is did, kind of a bummer. But, I did the elephant once, uh, one, so I did uh, see a Lionel, and I yeah. tried to fight it, and I'm like, yeah, forget this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done with that. I'm did, just he do, did he do his arc and, arrow launch at you? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Those, those, are, those are avoidable, but yeah, I mean, as long as you're constantly running, you can yeah. avoid them. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he just seems like he has a ridiculous amount of hit points. Yeah. And like his reach is ridiculous and yours is not. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's like, go back to Dark Souls, you stupid Lionel. <laughs> you don't belong here. They're, they're just like, they're super fast. They're super strong. They have the best aim. It's literally yeah. like. It's it's like playing it's it's like it they are your nemesis. They're more of a nemesis than Ganon. <laughs> like Ganon I was surprised at how easy Ganon was. Yeah. And 
I was expecting at least three or four forms, and there's not three or four forms, which was a little bit of a letdown. But as long as if you unlock all the divine beasts, it makes the fight like way easier. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point, yeah. right? No, and it works. Like I was like, man, I can't imagine trying to like do this without having that. That's the thing is that like people trying to go from the castle like straight from the plateau, like speed. Run- I yeah. still haven't watched any speed runs yet, but I'm really curious to do that. Because the idea that you would be going at that fight with, like... Three hearts. Three hearts and probably not the Master Sword. Like, what do you... How? A stick. Yeah, a stick. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good loot that's in the castle that yeah, you can there take is. to that and there's, fight. And there's, fight, there, there's weapons in the room you're fighting Ganon with, too. Oh, really? Yeah, there, okay. were, I, there was, like, a royal halberd laying on the ground and, like, so a couple they, of other weapons. So they give you stuff to do it with, but the idea that you're going to go at that fight without the Master Sword, to me, is... Kind of insane. I still don't yeah. know where it's at. That's good. I've heard it mentioned, but uh, that's good. Yeah, getting getting to the master sword. It's, it'll in that take game you a while. Was that was that? I think that was my favorite moment in the whole game. Was stumbling upon the master sword. Yeah, it's an awesome moment. So, yeah, I just I think after watching like the, just the the little cinematic that hits before you get into the fight with Ganon where all of the divine beasts yeah. and, and champions are like like gearing up. It's and the scene launching. at the end of the movie when everybody's yeah, like... Yeah, it's just that montage of awesome. Yep. Like, it's... It, it makes me... Like, if, if they just... If Nintendo... I don't know why these video game companies don't just take all the animations that they put together for these games and make an anime and then just release that for me to watch as well as play the game. Like, I would buy that. Yeah. So yeah. it's well, good. I mean, and that's kind of that's kind of what Blizzard does with Overwatch. The but. voice acting is so good, and the animation's beautiful, mm. and it's just <laughs> yeah. The, and well, and uh, uh, Valve did that with all the meet the meet the players of Team Fortress. You know, like uh, the idea that so people are kind of doing that kind of thing. But no, I mean, but but give me a franchise that I actually give a shit about. <laughs> Like, I mean, like yeah. Zelda's like one. Like, why isn't? I mean, there was the cartoon. I in have the, the 80s DVD where you can watch all of Metal Gear Solid three cutscenes stitched together with really weird gameplay. Oh, if you'd geez. like to watch that, that sounds no. kind of boring. Not, I don't want to watch that. It's, I, you know, like I want. I would like a Castlevania Symphony of the Night anime, and I would like a Zelda Breath of the Wild anime. Like, I would watch these things. I would pay money to watch these things. Aren't they making a Castlevania? It's it's a show, it's a show and it's it's uh it doesn't follow the Symphony of the Night. It's it's its own thing. Okay. Yeah. But it follows the Belmonts. It is animated though, right? Yeah, I believe so. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I hope it's it's not live. We don't really know, but it's supposed to be gory. It's by the guys who do Adventure Time, right? Yeah. So So it's got to be animated. It's probably animated, but yeah, probably not that silly. I'm glad you went back to Zelda. I think you need to finish it. Yeah, but I've still been bouncing around. I mean, there's the movie park, and then uh, I've actually been playing a decent amount of Destiny. Like I did. Yeah. Vault of Glass. I got my fate bringer finally. Three, yeah, the, three the years VOG, later, the VOG clan like gears up. They roll call every day to do, <laughs> to do the. Yeah, raids. but I never end up running with them. It's always like me and Corey and some other random people. Oh, that really? He knows yeah. or doesn't know? I don't know. I just, this, this last group that we had was actually good because I was about ready to quit doing that because it was just not a fun experience yeah. for me. But they were solid and it was actually fun. But it's not quite. It's nowhere near as fun as like our uh, our raids the, that the we PS4 did. The PS4 group, the, yeah, yeah. We don't have a clan name. 
Well, I mean, we have the Midwest Game Nerds clan, but those guys didn't want to be in it. They had their own clan already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, anything else or no? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. I don't know how yeah. I played so much. Yeah. I I kind of burned myself out a little bit, and I basically haven't played video games I, this weekend. I've been super burnt out, which is why I'm kind of happy Plus my to have keep switching. Heroes. And I think it has something to do with that. Your eyes not twitching at all. Like <laughs> it, anytime you ask me to look at your eye now. twitching, it's not actually twitching. It like, is. You just can't see it unless you're really looking. I for it. stared at your eye for like well, five minutes on Friday, then. and it didn't twitch. <laughs> if you stare at it, it doesn't twitch. Yeah. Okay. If I look away, it's like Boo from Mario. <laughs> when I look yes. away, it starts moving. <laughs> Anyways, Alex, what about you? What have you? Uh, I've been on a cruise for the past week, so I haven't really played anything. So I, you played uh, Skin I, Cancer Simulator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm winning that one. Uh, no, so hopefully I, a little booze drinking simulator. Too. I did play uh, a lot of Type Shift because I really only took my phone with me. Yeah. I didn't want to play that many video games, but I, I bought, mean, as like you shouldn't. You're yeah, on a fucking I boat. paid a lot of money to to be there, so I'm not gonna, you know, spend it playing video games. But right. Uh, the, uh, so I played a bunch of type shift and I've purchased all of the clue packs. So I spent okay. about six, eight bucks on it and it was normally free, but I felt like the game is good enough to warrant spending that money. So I'm, right. I'm glad that, that I did. And that's been fun. I still have a bunch of them to do cause there's a lot there, Sweet. but that's cool. And then I've gotten back to, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm now past the proving, but Thank just goodness. barely past the proving. Yeah. Really. I can't tell you how many people I talk to and they're like, yeah, I just got to the proving. This game's pretty cool. I'm like, you haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah. No. And I, and I know that I'm, I'm pretty aware that it's like, you know, uh, that the, the proving basically marks the end of the tutorial, <laughs> essentially, in my yeah, opinion. There's still a lot to there's learn. There's still, yeah, there's still a lot more to learn after that, but it marks the end of the like. I, I highly recommend doing the hunting proving grounds as you find them. If had I done those earlier in the game, I wouldn't have screwed up so much in the I think <laughs> the I just found the first one and the the only thing the only trouble that I'm having with the game is that I feel like I am just horrible at the combat and I don't know if it's the fact that I haven't unlocked abilities that'll make it better or if it's the fact that I've just been playing the game in such weird chunks that I'm not really allowing myself I to progress. I think that's progress. a lot of what it is. It's like trying to sit down and play like Bloodborne for an hour. Yeah. When you, you just don't like progress that much. Yeah. So so I'm kind of like... It, uh, I just got to the point where you can start corrupting them. You can use the tool to corrupt the, the guys to like... You can then ride the... Um, I don't know the names of any of them. You hijack or whatever... Yeah. yeah, and you can ride the one around like a horse. Essentially, yeah. it's your horse. And striders. Striders. There's yeah. a there's a couple, like three of them. I think you can ride. Okay, so uh, I'm not really quite figuring out. Like I have I have the ability to whistle the drum to me, so I don't know. I just need to play more of it and really get in the groove of it, which I think I'm gonna do now that I'm. There's 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 a few other things that I have I've been preventing myself from. Uh, you know, buying right now because I really everybody's ranting and raving about Near Automata. 
Yeah, that looks kind of interesting to me, but I have a feeling that I wouldn't really like it. I, I'm interested now that I've heard so many people talk about how awesome it is, so I want to check it out. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know if that's going to... like I, I want to pick it up, but I'm waiting on it. And then also Persona 5 is I'm something that I want to pick up. I'm very interested in that game. Yeah. I really didn't think I would be, but I've, I've read about the other ones in the past. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of an interesting concept. But I was thinking, like, maybe it'd be a bit too, like, in the Japanese style for me as far as the gameplay goes, but I don't really know. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that you have to give it a try. Like, I think a lot of the game, you need to be willing to get into the fact that you're kind of, at least in the past with the other, I know Persona, Persona 4 and even the first one was very much like you are a Japanese school kid. You need to go there and talk to your fellow students and like study for your exams and do all these things. That's still part of the game from what I understand. Yeah. So, so kind of like you need to be willing to throw yourself into the real role playing part of it more so than like striving for the combat. Cause I think that, I mean, obviously they're both parts of the game, but they're, I was just like, I watched the first 15 minutes of it. I think yeah. on, like IGN or one of those sites and I, it immediately sucked me in. Like the presentation's amazing. Yeah, and it the looks music gorgeous. Was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like there wasn't a lot of gameplay in that part, but I mean, it was still fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, so I really want to check it out. I haven't yet because I want yeah, to it's devote a, it's some time. It's a huge time. long game, so. I, I recommend not getting involved in that until after you finish something. I want to. I want to finish out uh, <laughs> like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn because it's. <laughs> I think you'll really appreciate where like the backstory the story and goes. stuff goes yeah. later on. I mean, I want to know more about that world and what's happened. So I, yeah, you know, I'll get there. The Twitch chat just got real weird. Yeah, it did. But oh, yeah. anyway, we'll ignore that guy, uh, yeah. John. What have you been playing? I started Horizon Zero Dawn. Did you? I did, I yeah. It to him. Brian, when he wrapped it up, loaned me his copy, so I'm pretty excited to cool. play that. Uh, it is very much Far Cry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, everything about it, the menus, the map, the style of everything, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous, you know? It's it's really awesome. Uh, I really... It's it's beautiful. It is clearly, like, one of the best looking... Like, and I'm not using a PlayStation Pro. I'm using just an OG PS4. Yeah, I've heard it looks great It looks both, incredible. So. Like, that, that to me is super mind-blowing that they're able to get that amount... Like, I don't feel like I need to get a Pro, essentially. Like, it looks that good. And just the water effects, the rain effects, like, on uh, Aloy... Aloy. I think her name's retarded. That's the only... I, I do it's not... It's just Alloy missing an L. I know? don't... Yeah. <laughs> Aloy. Oh, I know. Like, I just hate... I hate shitty names in games. That that kind of stuff drives I me I think nuts. it's one of those things where they were trying to get to the point where, like, where would names be at in a post, post-apocalypse? So yeah. let's get weird with it kind of thing. But anyway. Everybody would be named Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess that works for males and females. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, again, finished Zelda. Loved it. Um, what else have I played? Uh, I just want to note to our listener in the chat here. Uh, Chula. Is it Chula? Yeah. We're, I don't know that we're going to touch on our business plan for expanding the, co- the podcast during this show. But we'll. why don't you shoot us an email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com and we'll definitely yeah, t- we can tell talk you, to you like, about what there. the uh, expansion plans are for this because... Uh, we're pretty. We're always pretty excited to talk to people about that sort of thing. Yeah. 
So what else have you been playing? Uh, Sorry. I don't think I've been playing much else now that I think about it. I stopped playing Fire Emblem Heroes just because I like I haven't had time, and my phone battery only lasts for like three hours now. <laughs> so there's no point. By the yeah. time I actually sit down to take a shit in the morning, I can't play Fire Emblem. It just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because my phone's already dead. I've been up for three hours. Um, anyways, what else did I want to say? Uh, I sat down and I downloaded a few of the free games that are on PSN and Xbox Gold. The the Disc Jam or whatever that was on PSN, yeah. I downloaded that. So I want to start playing that because apparently it's just as fun as Rocket League, but it's just not getting the attention Rocket League has. Really? Yeah, I think I downloaded. I just yeah. Whatever. So I want to I want to start playing that. Um, I, there's a lot of games I need to check out and a lot of things I need to play. And I was at Meyer today, like at, at eight o'clock in the morning because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, they had a bunch of games on sale. Like a bunch really? of games were like, yeah, Final Fantasy is like thirty five dollars or something like that. That's cool. And like a bunch of games were like forty bucks. And then they had a, a ton of like it was buy one get one forty percent off like for everything. So oh. there's a lot of sales going on. For, so there are a lot of really good games that we've talked about in the past that I feel like everybody kind of needs to check out. Yeah, speaking yeah. of that specifically, games on sale and things we've talked about in the past, I recently read that there is a Dishonored 2 trial now. Yeah. And yeah. you can play like the first three missions or something, and your save game progress will carry, will carry over to the That's full cool. game. You can just straight up unlock it, like a digital version of it, if you want to just keep playing it. That's sweet. And I think up until a certain time, they're offering it at 50% off as well. I'm not sure if that's over by now yeah. or not, yeah. but that was definitely a deal they were doing. Yeah. The, that's pretty cool. The, it's cool. It's sad that it probably means that the game isn't getting enough attention. From what I understand, it sold well, but I mean... Not as well as they wanted it maybe to, Maybe not. Obviously. It came out in an awkward time, it I did. felt. It did. I but, mean, I picked it up, but I try to pick up everything I can because of the podcast, and I'm just dumb. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all I've played and what I've done gaming wise. I, I've been in a huge lull lately because I kind of played myself out with with hitting uh, Neo as hard as I did, and then hitting Zelda as hard as I did. I yeah. really burnt myself out on games for a minute, which sucks, because when you have a gaming podcast, you need content. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I'm still into gaming, but I'm also like... Like, I don't know how you bounce around so many different games. That would drive me insane. Like, I can't do that. And it's like, I either I put myself all into something and just go with it, or I don't. Well, playing like... Destiny or something is just like Destiny's a job. You should get paid for it. It's that just shit. like pulling out like your your old beat up pair of sneakers that you know they fit exactly a certain way and yeah. they're just comfortable. You know. I mean maybe I need just to just walk around town for a little bit. I know I said I wasn't gonna play Destiny anymore because I'm waiting for D two to come out, but maybe I just need to start playing again and use it as like the uh, you know, pickled ginger of my video game sushi to like cleanse my palate. In, before I hop into something else, it seems like it's probably a reasonable thing to do with it, you know. Yeah. But I so, don't. anyways, I would like to play through the Taking King stuff before the second one comes out, but I feel like there's so much I mean, other new stuff that I want to play that. Do I? Like, I mean, yeah. we still have. We could run you through the that, Taking King oh, stuff I, in like an hour. Or I know. Two. Plus, Nick and Gojo are always on I, too. So if we need to raid, I'm sure they'd want to raid. Yeah, but but anyways. Yeah, let's talk about some news. There's a bunch of news, sort of. I don't know where you want to start. You want me to start? Uh, I mean, we can hit the one thing that I have pulled up. 
Okay. Uh, so speaking of uh, of our last episode, which we weren't, but now we are. Mass Effect Andromeda uh, on April fourth, Bioware came out with a statement and uh, about what they are intending to to do with the game. So I'll just read it off here. Hi everyone, it's been two weeks since the launch of Mass Effect Andromeda. We're thankful to the millions of you who have already joined us on this journey. Though the game is out now in your and in your hands, it's really just the beginning. Since launch, our team has been poring over your comments and feedback, looking to discover what you like about the game as well as areas we can evolve or improve. This Thursday, we will release a new patch that addresses technical fixes, crashes, and improved performances performance, but also adds a number of improvements we've heard you ask for, such as. So this uh, patch came out last week. It is out now as we speak. Uh, allow you to skip ahead when traveling between planets in the galaxy map, which I know a lot of people were complaining about. I didn't necessarily feel that terrible about it, but, uh, increasing the inventory limits, which is good because like even materials were taking up inventory stuff, which isn't that great when you're in like a crafting kind of game, uh, improving the appearance of eyes for humans and Asari characters, (laughs) which isn't like they're literally rendering the eyes differently so that it doesn't, they don't look as dead. It's a huge thing for me in terms of believability with this kind of shit. The eyes. Yeah. yeah, I got to say the eyes in horizon zero down look real. They do. The fucking game looks real. Yeah. Well, and I've seen some of the, I haven't seen it in action. I haven't seen the patch in action, but I've seen some of the shots from this patched version the of mass dead eye is gone the dead eyes look better they look a lot better than they did before so that's like cool semi that they could do that now kind of weird that they could like dying eyes just do that in like a patch like a kind of thing I mean, of like were a, they planning on enabling well, I mean, that in the future it's and they a just, graphical update it's probably just like a shader problem and they yeah so use a different one or whatever it's if it was a shader problem it's like why didn't they do something about that earlier but i don't know they I feel clearly like this game was shoved out the door so i, I have an issue I, I think a lot of it is that engine in general but like or the way they use it everything looks kind of dead yeah, and yeah. that's kind of that's a For problem. Sure. I didn't think that was an issue with Unreal so much, although they did have some plasticky looking faces and stuff in that. Yeah, uh, they've decreased the cost of remnant decryption keys and are making them more accessible at merchants. That means nothing to me. Improving localized voiceover lip sync. That's cool. Fixing riders' movements when running in a zigzag <laughs> pattern. I did get the cool like like crab walk thing going on a couple <laughs> yeah, times. Good. I thought it was a, a feature. It's funny. It was more of a it's feature than funny. a bug for me. And then they said improving matchmaking and latency in multiplayer, which I've heard has kind of made the multiplayer worse. Like they're waiting on another patch for the multiplayer mm. to get better at this point. But uh, after that, they said there are many more adjustments that were made in that patch. But over the next two months, they'll be rolling out additional patches that do so much as. More options and variety in the character creator. Uh, improvements to hair and general appearance for characters. Ongoing improvements to cinematic scenes and animations. Improvements to male romance options for Scott Ryder. And adjustments to conversations with Hanley Abrams. So That's, yeah, getting they, a lot of attention right yeah. now. They've got a lot of stuff that they want to do, it seems like. So, you know, that's awesome that they're working on it. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm still not going to buy the game right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've decided to wait to get back to playing that. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to play Zelda and Thimbleweed Park first, and then I'll get back to Mass Effect when it's in better shape. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's all I had news-wise. I apologize for the beeping. I'm trying to do this GoPro thing. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first bit of news isn't really news, I guess, as much as speculation, but uh, there was some speculation on the Scorpio's price. 
So they're expecting uh, this was this was from uh, IDC analyst Lewis Ward. Uh, he says, I estimate the basic hardware will cost around 650 so if Microsoft wants any kind of margin at all, Scorpio will have to retail for $700 or more. Well, that's, again, speculation. But he, it, And here's the thing, was that I, don't, I, I didn't get enough time to look at all of this stuff, but I know that Digital Foundry got to look at one in action, essentially, or at least the hardware mm-hmm. in action and how it played Forza... Six, uh, yeah, her, six or Horizon six. three, yeah. They four K sixty frames per second. Is I what can I go. Read. In, I can go into more if you're going to start talking about specs and shit. Well, like no, that. I was just going to say, Digital Foundry has come out and been like, we expect it to be about four ninety nine. Okay, that's, that's what interesting. I read. So yeah. they are people. They they are people that know things as opposed to maybe this guy. I don't know anything about this guy or what he's seen. Obviously, but. He the, might know things too, but I yeah. Don't really know. So we don't we don't know who we knows don't know things. anything. Honestly, yeah. yeah, we don't know things. They might know things. I'm hoping yeah, like four ninety nine. I'll get one. The, it says here six hundred or seven hundred. I don't know about that. Well, Digital Foundry uh, said the technical wizards say it's more powerful than any video game box we've seen, capable of running Forza tech demo at sixty frames per second in four K resolution. Yeah, whereas the PS4 awesome. Pro was an iteration. Scorpio appears more like a new console generation. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, so the specs for the uh, Scorpio are as follows: it's got an eight custom x eighty six cores, clocked at two point three gigahertz. Uh, it has 40 customized compute units at uh, 1172 megahertz for the GPU, 12 gigabytes of uh, GDDR5 RAM. It has memory bandwidth of 326 gigabytes per second, uh, one terabyte hard drive, and it has 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. So, uh. Which all of that is legs up over the PS4 Pro. Yeah. Everything. Like, none of that is less than the PS4 Pro. No, it's so, all yeah. more. Everything. Every I do feel it. like that is worth $100 more, but... And this is also worth saying, all existing Xbox games, including Xbox One backwards compatible titles, will run smoother, look better, and load faster without requiring an update or, e- or any work from developers. All games running on Project Scorpio will achieve more consistent frame rates, faster load times, improved and... Anio and and uh, what is that word? And isotropic filtering and will run at their peak resolution if the title implemented dynamic scaling. In addition, developers will also have the option to update existing titles to further take full advantage of Project Scorpio's advanced capabilities, including full 4K assets and 4K resolution. We do have a question in the chat. Jordan do thinks says, "Do you think Andromeda is worth getting once they have fixed their shit?" Haha. <laughs> Brian says he's going to go back to it then. I think if you've played all the other Mass Effect games, it's still worth checking out. But I personally, don't expect it to be as good as them. I personally don't think they can do enough patches to fix the issues that I had with the game. I think they'd have to rewrite the script and get new actors, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. So, I mean, especially one if, person it, on both sides if it falls in price to like 40 bucks or something. Sure, I would definitely. pick it up and play it for $20, maybe. But <laughs> I, I mean, well, but, by the time it's 40, you know, 20, 40 bucks or whatever, they're going to have a ton of the kinks like fixed on that. And maybe, maybe they're going to like have DLC like the, like Mass Effect 3, which really you should have had that DLC from the beginning if you didn't buy what, it. Like the Citadel and yeah. stuff? Not the or, Citadel, but the, the, the one, the, what's the race? The Protean? Oh, yeah. The Protean guy should have been included in the game because he made everything better. And so, like, maybe they're going to have some DLC that's like, oh, by the way, here's a good story. But, right. I don't know. 
Um, Back to the Scorpio. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to say was, uh, uh, again, I'm, this is all I'm quoting from Kotaku yeah. for anybody who cares. Uh, for Scorpio to truly compete, Microsoft will need to ensure that it has a lineup of games as impressive as the PlayStation 4s. Microsoft has said that Scorpio will be out this fall. There's no word on a price yet. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, the the library of games. Great uh, exclusives. No, out that's this year they need to make that shit yeah. happen. Sony's like, killing it this year. They like, are like really killing it. Not and only not only with like PSVR like killing it, but like all of the exclusive they've they've had so far this year are just out of this fucking world. Well, but, so okay, good. so yeah, think about it. We've got the and the things that people are really talking about right now. We've got Neo, we've got uh Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, we've got um Near Automata, mm-hmm. which is Although a sequel. Although it's also on PC, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And then Persona 5, which is a sequel. Like there's Horizon Zero Dawn. I said that. So there's that was the second one. There's said. two like <laughs> they've got two games that are like brand new IP. They have two games that are sequels. Like they're kind of knocking it out on all parts. Yeah. Yes. And it sounds like the most that we could maybe expect. The Order eighteen eighty six. That's a great. great <laughs> yeah. <experience>. No. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, the worst reason to buy a PS. So m- what Microsoft is maybe poised to have if they really wanted to like bring it all out, they could say okay. Here's Crackdown 3, because that's supposedly still coming. Right. This year, I think. Yeah. Here's the new Forza, Forza 7, right? That should be here this year, because they do every other year on those. Uh, Yeah, I think now they're in that cycle. Yeah. So they could say, here's a new Forza. The next best thing that they could really do is just be like, and Halo's coming because we've heard nothing about Halo um, 6, right? No thanks. We don't care. True. But like I Halo, was really disappointed in Halo 5. And I think a lot of people were. I think a lot of people... Like, I think Halo 3 did great. Halo 4, people were like, this is good. And then they were like, wait a second. And then Halo 5 came out and everybody was like, this is that It's funny because 4, like, the story was, was good. Like, the campaign was awesome. And I wasn't expecting it to yeah. be that good. But the multiplayer sucked. Yeah. And then the fifth one, the multiplayer is awesome. But the, the story the sucks. The story sucks. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. We haven't heard anything about it. So, is that going to be here for the Scorpio this year? Who knows? Probably not. Maybe. More yeah. likely I, next, I, like, spring or something, I probably. I would say they absolutely need to chip Crackdown with the Scorpio launch. Yeah. Yeah, Crackdown's got to be Crackdown's supposed to... Like, not... I mean, don't limit yourself to one game. Well, I, mean, I mean, it could definitely Nintendo. harness that power, too, <laughs> that extra power, because it supposedly has, like, fully destructible... Like, yeah. Yeah, assets, and, and, so. in, in, on, in multiplayer as well, like, was kind of the big thing of, like, everybody... Yeah. We were, they were going to compute from the cloud... Yeah. During multiplayer for complete destructibility, which maybe the cloud will actually be the uh, it, it'll run like a torrent type network and it'll just use the Scorpios for extra. Yeah, there processing. you go. Everybody's got to buy a Scorpio. <laughs> the more people that buy a Scorpio, the better, the better Crackdown, crackdown Three looks for everyone. <laughs> so, may I? But they uh, the mesh networks right now. Microsoft is very quiet. Except for the Scorpio stuff, uh, like Halo, I, Halo I mean, Wars Two came out a couple weeks ago. Good, Everybody good forgot them. about that, and then that's about it. Good on them for being able to like keep their shit tight and wrapped up. Because yeah. I mean, they're obviously waiting for E3. I've you know, heard yeah. that they have a lot planned for E3. I hope I don't so. Remember where I heard about? I that. hope Switch has a lot for E3. That's I what I'm really so hoping too. for yeah. because they need to start really ramping up their. Uh, 
everything. It's going to be an interesting E3 this year. At and the we very get, least. Uh, what, Mario Kart in a week or two? Uh, two weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, Mario Kart's and, out in End of weeks. April. And then we've but got... But that's a game that's already been out. Yeah. It's just like a better version. Splatoon yeah. 2 is like June, July. Yeah, so I don't know if it's away. got a date. Plus, yet. John doesn't like Sp- Splatoon, yeah. so I tried to really like it. Him. I tried to like it. Sorry. They really need to get out there with the, like, virtual console or whatever. That it, would be enough to keep me content. They gotta get something going, you Yeah, know? well, because there's some games I wanted to play on Wii U, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and we even there were games I want to play. So bring let me let me buy them. Let me spend my. That's money. the weird thing is that you kept hearing all these rumors about like yeah they're going to bring out Smash Brothers. They're going to have Super Mario Maker because of the fact that the I Wii really such want a bomb. Super Mario Maker. Like they should they should have had Mario Maker ready to go day one and just been like here's Mario Maker on this new system. Yeah. All the old things carry over, but you got to buy a new one to use these special features. I don't know. And I but, haven't actually played Mario Maker myself, but how would it be any easier to use it having the touch screen? Well, that's the thing. Well, you, you had one on the you had on one the on the Wii U. Wii U. Yeah, but yeah. like having the is the I mean is the Switch a more responsive touch screen in general? Like, well, it's it's not. It is uh, the Switch screen is actually uh, capacitive. It's not inductive. Right. So it's not just one contact point. You could use multiple. Whether or not that's going to help, I don't know. I think most it, people wanted to use the classic controller. Or five the pro- enemies. Yeah, <laughs> it actually has a disadvantage um, compared to the Wii U when it comes to like a Mario Maker game. Because you can't use the touch screen and the TV at the same time. Yeah. With the Wii U, you can. Uh, and yeah, it, yeah. to be honest, you didn't... Not, like There wasn't... There, there wasn't much simultaneous use okay. of the two, so it's not that big of a hindrance, but it was kind of interesting to be like, you know, here's the editor view, and then here's what you actually see in the level. Well, I'm, I'm, so it's I'm not, sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. That's one thing that they're good at, for sure, is game design. Yeah. <laughs> So, it, but I they they should have been ready to go on yeah. these things, and the fact that they're not is a little dismaying to me. But E three is gonna be very interesting on several accounts. Yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting Sony to be disappointing this year because I think Microsoft and Nintendo both need to like blow it out of the water, and I think they will. I hope they will, but. Well, I mean, yeah. Sony finished up strong last year, having the VR and all that. And then yeah, yeah. Oh, this, this th- year. That was one other thing that was being said. I know somebody from Microsoft came out with a quote saying, you know, we will discuss VR. Like, VR will be something for the Xbox in 2018. So they're kind of like... Oh, I got it. They're like, we're waiting. The Scorpio is actually built into a headset that you put on your head. Yeah. And it yeah. looks like a scorpion. That was the yeah. other thing was that they were saying it's uh, <laughs> built into a very it's state of the art. Uh, they had wearable a, technology. No, they they had they had a line that made me very weary. It was something about state of the art heat dispersion technology or something. And I was like, oh god, we're gonna have no, more it, red rings. Uh, <laughs> like, actually, I read it used like the vapor chamber thing that the Nvidia cards use. I don't know, but it just the, it was just like a very general statement that made me sound like, oh yeah, like the state of the art stuff that was in the Xbox 360. That speaking of burned. Heat, heat dispersion technologies, last last week while you were gone, yeah, uh, there were, there was a redditor who posted his switch had warped, yeah, from the heat being in the dock supposedly, uh, and and it sent Reddit into a huge frenzy of like, oh my god, everyone's switch has a warp to it, yeah. 
the reality being in listening to some of the, the, uh, product engineers that are part of the community were saying that, um, you know, you need to have a margin of like one to two millimeters, a margin of error in production. So yeah. like my, I looked at my switch and put it up against the line and, uh, it does have a slight bend to it yeah. and that's pretty natural from what everybody's saying. So, uh, but this particular Redditor, had, like it was, it was like really bowed, like <laughs> to the point where it was like, like Nintendo, I think is giving him a new one. Interesting. Because they, they said it's a fluke somehow. Like it, it's not, it, it like, shouldn't bow that not much. Not be much. more uh, ergonomically friendly. <laughs> well, and what I had learned in reading some of the information is that the screen's actually plastic, if I'm not mistaken. It mm. feels like it is. <laughs> Which I didn't realize. I thought it was glass, but yeah, I don't know. They said if, the, well, if the fact the screen, that it's been scratching. If, if so the screen easily, was then. glass, it wouldn't bow as yeah. easily. Suppose interesting, but um, yeah, uh, I found that interesting. Also, they released a Destiny Two trailer. Yeah, yeah. a big one. There was the teaser one, and then there was the, the teaser. One. No and gameplay. They were both the really funny. The gameplay is coming in May. They're going to yeah, show us like May do a playthrough thirteenth or something like but, that. Um. You got Nathan Fillion as Cade Six yep. and Lance. That's enough to get you on board, right? Lance Reddick as, as Zavala. Zavala, yeah, yeah. And it basically just seems as though the uh, the tower has been completely destroyed, and all of yeah, the shit they, has been taken they, away. They built in the fact that you can't have any of your old shit, <laughs> right? So that's good. Um, and it, everyone's on foot on the planet. So I'm speculating it's just going to be World of Warcraft. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is that it just seems like a very in Russia, the they're they're kind of um, they're playing two sides of the coin with like Zavala's very self serious, and Cade Six has only gotten more wacky since I've been playing yeah. the game. Yeah, and that is going to be a very delicate balance to play, I think, because it's not. I don't know. It just seems like a very... Like, I don't know if it's going to be... It seems like, obviously... Like, Cade 6... They they were both heads of their different factions, right? I just like, want to know, am I going to be able to play as Cabal? <laughs> like, can I play no. as the enemies? No. No. Why not? Because, because you're a guardian. You? That's the whole point of destiny. But I don't, what if I want to be a Vex? I don't think it's going to be that... It's not going to be WoW. I don't think that's it. No, I do feel like it will be more open. Yeah. Like, there will be social areas that are on the map that you can go to with no loading. Like Stormwind? Like, you can go from patrol to, like, a tower type thing. Yeah. I'm hoping. Or you... I feel like that's the direction they're going to go in. Like, it would just be cool to eliminate patrols in total and just the idea that you can kind of... I love that stuff sometimes. It's just... Well, no, but I mean, like, just the fact that, like, your social area, yeah, like, there there will be an area where social things can happen, but then as soon as you step outside of it, you are just in the game, and you either go on patrol, or you go where you need to go to start a mission, or, like, whatever. If it were up to me, they would have patrol zones with open PvP, though. But what if I want to play as Cabal? <laughs> like, I want to... You're going to have to wait for a different game, because yes. this isn't you- it. Destiny 3. <laughs> Start your wish lists, everybody. I feel like playing as a cabal would be super boring. All no, you can do is like use you your jetpack and jump up in the air, and then like you can sit behind your shield slam. forever. You can just be a titan like you usually are. So, whatever, man. <laughs> Why you got to ruin all my dreams? I think a Vax would be more interesting. Dream Smasher. Anyways, 
Is that so, yeah. a, is that a new gun? What? What is the what, dream, the dream smasher? smasher? What does it do? Uh, it it destroys all of your dreams, oh, okay. and hopes, and dreams. Yeah, and uh, murders your childhood. It's actually me. <laughs> yeah, I am the dream smasher. It's Brian's unique it's weapon. Brian incarnate made into a gun. That, yeah. It's got a very tiny. I should switch muzzle. my very yeah. My it's, it's a very low caliber Smallest muzzle. It's like a twenty two. <laughs> But it packs a it's punch. It's just a surgical strike to yeah. your brain. <laughs> the tiny, it's like a BB. It's a really strong BB that just like, no, it's like, like whistles. It just like whistles into your brain and destroys your dreams. That's awesome. Uh, oh, anyways, man. all right. So Destiny 2 is going to be out on September 8th. The uh, official gameplay release is... Uh, September 8th? Isn't that what I said? Yeah. You were just going into I don't know. No, I was I gonna, like remember. the gameplay reveal is oh, uh, is May, is May something. something May teen something in the teens in May. I thought I'm, it was not in this fucking article or thirteen. I, I think know. it's I think it's thirteenth. I'm not hundred percent sure though. Uh, Mid May. Uh, also here before we jump into reviews, uh, CD Projekt Red has trademarked the term cyberpunk, which has pissed off a bunch of the internet uh, because they don't want to be they don't want cd project red to trademark cyberpunk but the reality is that they cd project red is saying they're only doing it for defensive purposes for the the in the event they decide to make a sequel to their cyberpunk 2077 game and make cyberpunk 2078 i cannot wait for that game it doesn't to me like i don't know why anybody who's a fan of cd project red would think that they're going to encroach on the general they've said nothing but nice it's just they release their games drm free still yeah internet mob mentality they just need to be mad about something and they are choosing to be mad at cd cd project red for Having for performing a defensive maneuver to yeah. defend their own IPs later on down the line, which is the way it sounds. That's the way they've put it out to be: is that it's literally just a defensive move in order to make to, sure that somebody be, somebody else doesn't steal Cyberpunk twenty seventy eight. To be honest, to to me, it sounds like a trademark that wouldn't be defensible or would not actually be awarded yeah. because the idea of something being cyberpunk, like that's a general term now yeah. so i wouldn't think they would get it in the end but i don't know but maybe there's maybe like the term cyber is t- one thing. like if it's cyberpunk 2077 is the trademark they're trademarking it as a title yeah i don't know how that works though i'm not that familiar with trademark yeah it's, i don't know talking to the wrong we people. actually owe them royalties for every time we've said <laughs> cyberpunk on this episode so far yeah they're gonna they monetize can, the youtube video suck no. my cyber dick as far as i'm concerned <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, next up and last piece of news here: the University of Utah has announced a varsity esports program, <laughs> and it's starting with League of Legends. They actually have a scholarship program. That's for ridiculous! Wow, we went to school at the wrong time, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't put enough time into League of Legends. To I get feel as though we're going to have to start. If there's uh, competitive spelunky, then maybe I'd get in. But <laughs> I don't think that's that. Just sounds like yeah. We're going to have to start. Covering esports, I, I feel like I will say I was in uh, I was in a bar in our town here uh, a couple 
like two Fridays ago. Yeah. They had they, the Dota Championship on. No, they had a Street Fighter Five tournament. Oh yeah. On that's TV. been going on pretty like that's been hmm. huge lately. And the thing was is that there was like no indication of like an actual channel that it was on. Like I couldn't it wasn't it's, like it's an ESPN. Like ESPN. It didn't even necessarily like I couldn't even see an ESPN logo anywhere. Like it was something I don't know. It was maybe there's one dude at that bar that loves Street Fighter or something. Yeah, I don't but, know. Maybe. It was strange. And I was like, Twitch. what is going on? I'm pretty sure the people I was with was like, what do you care? Like, it's just. Right. Don't you like video games? I do, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know. Anyways, esports. Woohoo. You can now scholarship. You can get a scholarship for varsity esports. I'm pretty sure anybody who's playing esports on that level doesn't really care to go to college anyway. They could probably make way bigger. They'll, way, yeah, way they're probably making way more money doing getting other sponsorships and things like so that. It's so ridiculous to me. Yeah. Anyways, Brian. Whatever. We'll talk about Thimbleweed Park. Oh, geez. Just put me on the spot like that, huh? Fuck yep. yeah. It's a game by Ron Gilbert. And Gary... I can't remember Who his are name. they? They are... Um, Awesome graphic adventure designers. Yeah, right. Game designers. What else have they made? Maniac Mansion and R- The Secret of Monkey Island, which is my all-time favorite, Sweet. I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, Ron Gilbert kind of started the whole approach of like making adventure games that do not constantly punish you with random deaths and stuff like Sierra Games did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, you couldn't die. Well, in Maniac Mansion, that was well, that was LucasArts' first graphic adventure. Um, you could kill off characters in that, and you could get yourself in a position where you could not finish the game. But then, like later on, like by Monkey Island, which was like I want to say the fifth adventure game that they put out, and beyond, um, it was impossible to get yourself in like a game-breaking situation. Yeah. But that takes a lot of thought, I'm sure, like yeah. to actually design your game like that. But anyways, Thimbleweed Park is totally an old school graphic adventure. It's really cool if you like that kind of game. So we're it talking, is one of my favorite genres, actually. It's, but it's like point and click, essentially. Yeah, point and click adventure. Do we have a board of verbs? Yes. Okay. It's very yeah. It's super old school. Okay. It it has the exact same like. Scum when, layout. Yeah, when yeah. they narrowed it down to the nine verb system, it's okay. that. All right. Which they started, I want to say, with Monkey Island. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it looks a lot like Maniac Mansion though, but it has some modern graphical flares to it here and there, just animation wise and stuff. What are we talking about story wise? Like, are we in a certain century? Is there a genre to it? Like, what are we? I'm not entirely sure what time it's set in i want to say like the 80s but okay. i don't really know for sure yeah it, yeah it is the 80s all right i think 80s or 90s does but it, um, does it have awesome music I, yeah it's cool yeah it's kind of uh the vibe is kind of like twin peaks slash x files kind of okay it's, that's cool it's interesting sounds pretty cool yeah, um, it's like a murder mystery kind of deal. It starts out, you have two characters to start with that are both uh, federal agents, like FBI, whatever, but they also have their own agendas going on, but you don't really know what they are yet. Okay. And then um, you'll you move up through the, 
you solve a few puzzles with them and then another character will pop up. Like it goes to like a flashback and you have to play a different character for a while. Like there's this, this clown, like this insult clown guy who's hilarious. And, uh, there's like a lot of beeps, <laughs> like just constant bleeping. Can you take the bleeping off? No, that sucks. No, it just makes it funnier. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, after you finish with him, there's like a, this game designer person. But I think eventually after you go through these like little mini puzzle solving segments with those characters, I think they're going to be like permanent characters at some point. Cause I read that there's five playable characters and you can switch between all of them, but interesting. Yeah. That makes things a bit complicated too. Cause some of like maniac mansion, you had to use three characters, but you had like, I want to say either six or eight to choose from. And depending on who you choose or who you chose, like, you could only solve puzzles in a certain way with them, which I thought was ingenious, but uh, it was also overly complicated at times. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys have played Day of the Tentacle. And you like Switching that. between the three yeah. characters. But that that's that was really well thought out because you could actually like transfer items between characters and stuff, which you can't do in this game. Okay. There's no uh, toilet to flush them down <laughs> through time. <laughs> All right. But, um... I don't know. I'm enjoying it so far. It's super, like I said, it's just, it's complete throwback. Like it's completely geared towards somebody like me that has actually played all those games. Like if you haven't played those games, they're just like the Thimbleweed Park is modernized just enough to make it not too painful. <laughs> how, yeah. how long have you played it? Uh, Like probably like close to four hours. I like, say. How much was it? Uh, twenty bucks. I want to say. Do you think it's worth twenty bucks? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Did you play any of the new Broken Age? I did. I didn't really like Broken Age that much. Okay. I actually didn't even finish it. All right. I just wasn't. I didn't like the the puzzles, and I re- I actually didn't like the style. Like a lot of people liked the art style of it. And I I just wasn't a fan. Yeah. But um. You were saying that you got stuck. You you did get stuck on a puzzle in Thimbleweed Weed Park. Yes. So that's it's good to know that that's still. Yeah, it has the really it's got challenge weird, like combining of objects that makes it, it's like a different kind of logic. Yeah. See, that makes it easier for somebody like me that has played those games a lot. So I don't know how difficult it would be for someone that is not familiar with right. that type of game. Yeah. Um, but they did add like. The modern things I'm talking about is uh, you, you can actually run now because you used to walk painfully slow through all these games in the yeah, past. Right. But now you can, lo- you can double click. I or- think that's why I put down the Day of the Tentacle <laughs> remaster because I was like, oh, this is moving so slow. And then uh, all the characters carry a to-do list with them, which is basically... That's convenient. So that way when you lose focus, which is super easy in those games, you just you just look at your to-do list and think, okay, well, can I do any of these things? And that helps you. Right. And then... Um, Yeah, well, those two things are what I was mostly thinking about that help modernize it and make it uh, a little more approachable to people that haven't played those games so much. Cool. Um, but there's just there's so much uh, like self-referential humor and like stuff like that, and um, 
there's all kinds of Easter eggs, like an absurd amount. There's like Maniac Mansion characters just straight up in the game and stuff. That's and awesome. Items, That's sweet. Like that poster with the Carmelie Center brain. I don't know if you guys remember that. I can't that remember. I'll do that. I haven't played that game. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a collectible, which is a joke in itself. It's a speck of dust. It's like a joke on the whole pixel hunting thing, mm. and also kind of like a pixel. It is a it is a gray pixel that will be in a random spot in a screen, and apparently there's like up to seventy of them. <laughs> and you, as you collect them, they all like they go in the same like inventory spot, and yeah. you can count how many you have. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like dandruff, basically. Wow! But um, they have absolutely no purpose, from what I read. It's, it's just funny. it's just for fun. It's just to see if people would it's actually an achievement, collect them. probably. <laughs> cool. Right on. Yeah. Man. Sweet. I'm we'll, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll have to check in more as you as progress. You progress yeah. yeah, the voice acting I will say is not up to the standards of the old school. Of Mass Effect Andromeda. No, of of <laughs> just like the the voice acting when they added started doing like the talky versions yeah. with the voice acting, they were Really good, and I feel like and when they started doing talkies back in like nineteen thirty, well, yeah. yeah, that was uh, after the silent era. Yeah, after Charlie Chan. That was Lucas Arts, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is they had ILM at their helm, yeah, sort of. So yeah, I mean, of course they're gonna have better voice acting and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's good enough. I mean, it's there. It's I fine. feel like the point and click adventure thing is kind of making a comeback. It has been for years. Yeah, but it's I been feel a very like, slow. I feel like over the past two or three years, it's like you're just seeing more and more of it. I think it kind of started with the Monkey Island remaster on 360, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of been building since then. Yeah, and like, like the Telltale games are just that like was like a dream come true further. for me. Those look so that, good. The King's Quest remake and like yeah, that so kind there, of stuff. it's kind well, of Telltale. Yeah. I mean, has really Telltale yeah. in general is kind of they've gone with brought it right. into a different. The, direction the problem is is ever since okay like the sam and max games that they started with basically i think those were like the first telltale games those were awesome and they had real legitimate puzzles in them Mm -hmm. and but most of their newer ones i feel like are more of a storytelling puzzles yeah and this is definitely not going to be like that which i appreciate right i like to actually be challenged somewhat that's cool so yeah has been heroes. Yeah. So All right. describe it to me a little bit. I've, okay. I've, I've so seen screenshots, but what has been heroes is basically a, how do I want to explain this? It is a real time slash pausable turn-based RPG that plays roguelike that when you die, you start over. Um, and you have three characters on screen. And as each character attacks, you can swap the position of them. Yeah, and so it, there's like lanes. When, yeah, there's three lanes. So it's almost like a, uh, a tower defense game in the sense that enemies kind of pour in from the right side of the screen. And, and some of them pop up middle of the road okay. in the lanes. <laughs> middle of the road. Uh, and so as you send a character off to attack and each character corresponds to a button on the controller. So in this case, I'm playing on switch. So my top character corresponds to X, my middle character corresponds to Y and my bottom character corresponds to B. Mm -hmm. And when you select one of the characters, you then press a to attack with them. 
And then each character has like a special ability of some sort, and you collect other spells and things as you make your way through the world. The maps are all randomly generated and procedural. And uh, it's I I will be completely honest with you. I hated this game when I first started playing it. I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense. I was like, this game's too fucking hard, and it's like I feel like my character's super weak and. I realized that the issue I was having was I wasn't swapping lanes on the fly, which is what you kind of have to do in order to really enjoy this game. Is you have to understand, you have to really take the time to like to to you know understand that is it is a roguelike game. You are meant to die and start over and like revamp your strategies and and use the stuff that you're collecting. Right? No, you don't even get the stuff. You start over. You start. So there's there's nothing that allows you to like upgrade in between. Nope. Wow. You get no carryover at all. The only thing that carries over is your gold that you collect. Okay. And uh, and that's it. But then the gold, like, what do you spend that gold on? When you're in the world, you, cool can, you can run into locksmiths that can, you can buy keys from to unlock the chests that are locked throughout the world. You can also buy spells from mages, and you can buy equipment from... But then when you die, you don't get to keep any of that. Right. That sounds... It's brutal. Rough. Like It is very brutal in terms of its roguelike... Uh, aspects but I again I hated this game at first but once I actually understood how to play the game how to swap lanes quickly and like plan ahead like you really have to think ahead um, and understand how each of the characters does what they do and you have basically you have a heavy that gets one attack you have a uh, like a I'll call him like a medium that gets two attacks and your light that gets three attacks. But my light that gets three attacks is actually stronger than any of my mediums, which is Hmm. weird. Um, So you have each character is one, two, three attacks. So you you'll have an enemy coming in from the right that has a stamina bar of one, which means when you hit them with the one person, it causes them to stun because it took down their stamina and they stun. And then while that, when that person goes to attack, it freezes the game, and you can swap lanes and then send another character to attack that same character. Or you can just send each of the characters down the lanes to attack whichever lane the they're respective, currently in. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it, it takes a ton of strategy, I feel like, and it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of planning ahead, and you really have to pay attention to what enemies are on the screen because you have to know how you need to be swapping lanes as you're doing it. So, so when you... Um when you are playing, so there's there's obviously some kind of overworld where you're spending the gold, right? Right. And what is it's that? Not, what form does that take? Is it is it like a side scroll? Okay, so it's not really an overworld. It's part of the map that you're on. So when you're in the map, and you're going like there's nodes on the map. Okay. okay. And as you move from each node, like you can look ahead and see. Okay, the next node is a battle. So you go into the battle, you fight the battle, and then from there, there's two nodes that spawn off of that. One node takes you to nothing. The next node takes you to a merchant. So then you go down to that node to the merchant, and the merchant may have from one to three items available, and each of them is like eighty gold or whatever. So okay. then you can you can open the treasure chest to see what the item is, and if it's an item you've already had before, it'll tell you what it does. If it's one you've never had before and it's new then to you, don't you, know. you don't know. But as you go through each time you die, you're unlocking new things. You only you unlock two things every time you die. When when you actually beat a run through the dungeon you unlock like i unlocked 77 things the first time through and the second time i because like, I've, I've completed two full runs which each time you complete a run the game gets longer okay which i thought it was just like one one or two screens like one or two maps each time but it you 
I'm at the third run now, so I have three sections of map to get through before I complete. Eventually, if you get good enough, it lasts a lifetime. Yeah. That's the thing. Some of these battles that I've fought, like starting out, I had a battle last me like an hour because I was like really stopping to plan every strategic move that I made. So it's, it's, it, I can't, I can't stress enough how much you have to think about what you're doing. And they don't, they don't really, in the tutorial, they don't emphasize like take your time to like pause the game and you can pause the game anytime you want using the, the left trigger or not left trigger, the left, uh, shoulder. Okay. So you can pause anytime using the left shoulder and, um, you really need to do that. It's something you have to do to really understand what's going on on the screen to look and plan ahead and see like, okay, this enemy here has three stamina boxes. This enemy here has seven stamina, bo- stamina boxes. How do I want to comprehend? Like, how do I want to swap characters to make sure that I can stun these guys and do as much damage as possible to them because they're all moving towards you. The enemies don't fly towards you to attack you. They walk slowly to you. And so, like, once they get to you, they hit you, and they bounce all the way back to the right side of the screen and start over. Okay. But if they take down your stamina, that open Because you each of your characters has stamina boxes, too. When that happens, you end up with... Um, they they now have the ability to actually do damage to you and if they some of the enemies have two attacks some of them have three attacks the bosses are like super intense the first boss that i've encountered is they call him like the bandana skeleton and he basically teleports like between the lanes and as he teleports creates little phantoms of himself that chase after you that have one hit point each so you've got to waste a move on cuz each each melee attack has a cooldown every spell has a cooldown uh, so you've got to waste that attack killing these little things before they get to you because they'll take down your stamina and then the next one that hits you might kill you. Like, yeah. so you really have to think ahead and it's, it sounds super complex <laughs> and I, like I, like I said, I hated this at first. I could not play it. I did not want to play it. I was like, I, I bought it and I was like, this was a huge mistake. I should have bought snake pass. Like, <laughs> cause everybody's raving about snake pass and yeah. I'm like, but then I actually I was like I'm not going to get mad at this I'm going to try and beat a map and actually see what happens because I I started getting better at flipping lanes and figuring it out and then finally like I realized like I just need to just total keep onslaught moving. and like keep my guys moving constantly. And, it sounds uh, exhausting. It's it just does. listening to you talk about it is <laughs> stressing me out. Sorry, I just it's it, it excites me because it's something different. And, like, all the reviewers that I was reading online were, like, hating on it, how it's, like, too difficult, and they don't get it, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, I I understand where they're coming from, but I feel like they didn't give it the shot that I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they really didn't sit down and were like, okay, I'm going to fucking beat this first level and figure this out. But that's it. Like, nobody, they didn't go past that. Like, they, they, were, they were just like, I'm going to give this a shot. And then they gave it a shot, and they were like, this game sucks, and they moved on. Like, the reviews are awful for it. And that sucks because it's actually a really fun game. It's got a really cool art style. Uh, it, there's a ton of collectibles, a ton of other characters to unlock. So, like, every time you run through and beat a, a battle, like, you unlock other items, but you also unlock other characters. So We just got retweeted by somebody who worked on Thimbleweed Park, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. So, cool. David Fox? Is that ring cool. a bell? I, wish, shout out to I David wish I could have... Uh said more about it i mean but you guys haven't played it so that doesn't help <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean we'll get to it but no hasman heroes sounds very intriguing it just uh like i said i have i want to get i really want to devote time to horizon zero dawn so i i've been tempted to pick it up especially since i have like a 50 dollar nintendo card burning a hole in my pocket 
I'm going to warn you that Horizon Zero Dawn can be... It can take a long time. A lot longer than I expected. To no, be. and I, I know it can. And I might get to a point where I'm like satisfied or where I need something else to kind of go to before I like get back to Horizon. So I don't know if that'll be uh, Has Been Heroes or if I might try something else. But it's okay. What's the Snake Pass game? Snake Pass is a platformer where it's it's a puzzle platformer where instead of playing as like a normal platformer where you can just run and jump and hop all over things, you actually have to do it as a snake. Huh. So like you you're if there's a a branch that reaches out and you have to like get from one platform to the next, you have to go up the branch and like twirl your body around it and like climb off to the next platform. I might, yeah. I might pick that up instead. Yeah, I mean it looks <laughs> cool and I, and again like I I'll probably still I want to check that one out. There's a, there was another like uh, a shooter uh it looked almost like Geometry Wars style like scrolling shooter that came out too that looked Ooh. really cool. And I've heard they're good. I've heard like basically there's a couple shoot 'em ups that have come on the Switch and apparently a lot of people Yeah, are Metal very Slug happy is on there. And yeah. that's I need to buy Metal Slug at some point, but I feel like there's no point in playing Metal Slug unless I have somebody else who's going to play with. You me. know what I've also heard as of late, I don't know if they're going to update to change it or not, but apparently all of the Neo Geo games that uh, are on there, you cannot play with a single Joy-Con. Hmm. Interesting. So you can't play two-player Metal Slug with just the Joy-Cons. You need to have two sets of Joy-Cons or Joy-Cons and a Pro Controller. What? Yeah, well, we're all set. Which, yeah, yeah, we're, we're fine, but it's still kind of disappointing. That doesn't really make sense. because I would love... Need- like, it should be like, oh, hey, John and I are going to go grab some dinner. Let's play some Metal Slug on yeah. the table while we're waiting. Okay. But you can't do that unless you're bringing you're, a... You're stuck milking the cow or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which let's, is controversial. Let's but. loop back to Has Been Heroes, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have I, any other questions? I about was it? gonna actually ask you. Okay. how much is it? It's twenty dollars. Twenty. Twenty. Okay, I thought it was forty for some reason. No. This and I would. Yeah, I would take the plunge for. 20 I, at bucks. first, I, when I was disappointed with it, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, I was like, this game is not worth twenty dollars. But is it easy to play in handheld mode? Yeah, hell yeah. It's I, I I would rather play it in handheld mode. I like the way it looks, and it made sense to me because, to play. Um, well, because you were having issues with Shovel the, Knight with the handheld mode, but it's really hard to pull you, that stuff off quickly with those tiny little. You have yeah. with, well, that's, like that's, the fake D pad really ruins it for me. Okay, <laughs> go on. So you were having trouble with the Joy Cons, like being too too cramped or something, weren't you? My problem is At with the point. right. The right stick, stick right. Is it's so just, low it's in a weird that position. it like it makes my thumb. There, you, the only thing you use the right hurt. stick for is for moving between nodes. Okay, that's so cool. it's literally it like the fact that you can't use the touch screen is something that I'm like it, it doesn't your it doesn't ruin the game for me. But this is a game that could use a touch screen. Like yeah. you could use it. Like it could be a functional part of the game instead of having the Joy Cons. Yeah, the thing um, is, if they implemented a mode where you could hand the Joy Cons off to other people and they could play as the enemies the rolling two. towards oh. you, or, or even play as like yeah, so you, you could di- divide stuff and like that. I mean that w- that would be awesome. Like that would be really cool for future reference. But it is a game where like it could play as like you tap on the character and then you tap on the lane that you wanted to attack mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it could be that. Um, one of the other issues I don't that I have with it is is that the items that you pick up are stuck to that character. You can't swap between characters. So you hmm. need you need to understand what. That's that's the benefit of like going through it so many times and picking up other items you and know learning what, what they, they do. do. 
is once you've picked them up once, it brings up a dialogue box that tells you what it does. But at first, if you haven't had the item before, it just gives you a question mark. So you have no clue. And you just have to take a chance with somebody. Same thing with like spells, too. If you haven't had a spell yet, same same effect. That's the way a lot of those roguelikes go. Like even Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, and it, Spelunky, by the way, I, I you get, pick up an item in Spelunky, you have no idea what it does. I get that idea. And, it. and it definitely adds an element of like wanting to play through a round because you're like, oh shit, well if I run into that again, it would be better on this character, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, for instance, like my heavy who has a single hit and does the most damage, I always give him the abilities that like when uh, he uses the spell or whatever it is, it it instantly does like lightning damage and stuns a character, like stuns an enemy or whatever. So like I'm always giving him powers to like stun enemies instantly because not only is he stunning them, but he does a ton of damage. And then I can swap a character in and attack and hit him more time. Right. Yeah. Uh, the assassin character that you start with uh, has the ability, like they start with the ability to double the amount of attacks you do. So when you start running into enemies that have like seven, six or seven um, stamina. You can actually use that ability and then hit the enemy six or seven times to knock down their stamina and stun them and then swap your heavy into attack. Like You just have to come up with all these different strategies and things. And playing through a million times really gets you to understand the mechanics of each of the items you pick up and all the different spells that you have so that you can map them to the right characters as you're playing. So what do you when you so you're saying when you complete the map you're essentially allowing yourself a bigger map to play through. So okay, yeah, when you when you complete the first that you get you start with one map. Yeah. You complete that map, you beat the boss, you unlock a new character and you start the game over. Okay. Then you have two nodes, like two map nodes. So then you complete the first map and kill the same first enemy that, the first boss that you killed and then move on to a second map. Where you kill the second boss, boss, and then again you finish, you complete the game, you unlock a new character, character. you unlock all kinds of collectibles, and then you start over. And so each time you go through, you're you're unlocking a different section of the world, and then you get a different map for each of those sections. And the characters that you have, can you swap? Like, are you swapping them out at the beginning of a map, or Um, the characters that you have, you swap out at the beginning of the game if you want to? Okay. So if like right now I only have five characters. There are uh, four three hit characters, and I I want to say like maybe twelve two hit characters, and then a whole bunch like maybe twenty four uh, single hit characters. I might be exaggerating this, but there are a lot of single hit characters. It looks like the heavies, and then okay. the mids. There's fewer, and then the three hits are even fewer. So um, you can swap out. And they all start random. They don't start in random lanes. They all start like in accordance to like how like the, they're listing on the left hand side down in the status bar. But so when you finish that first node, okay, and you get all those collectibles, yeah, is that all stuff that you're gonna lose when you die? You you're unlocking the collectibles. Oh, you're unlocking the ability to get to them. get them in the game. Okay, okay, all right. So then by that nature i assume some of those collectibles probably make that first part of the the first node somewhat easier yeah you know yeah oh yeah as you start unlocking more shit like you end up becoming like i had a run where i like breezed like my second run through in in like when i had gotten to the second boss the ability to kill the second boss yeah the the run that i had there from having unlocked so many things from beating the first boss was like a billion times easier than the first time but then Because you don't know how the next boss works. Each boss has different mechanics. Like, so this the second boss that I fought was, um, 
it, he it, the, he's like this phantom dude, and he basically um, he would summon these stone statues in the middle of the lane, so you couldn't attack past the stone statue. So it gave the enemies an opportunity to move forward further before you could actually do damage to them, which is bad. You want to try and kill them off as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time sending my heavy out to smash the statues and then swapping lanes to smash the statues and then going in. Like the the actual boss only had one hit point and he wouldn't come down unless all the statues were gone. Hmm. And I didn't figure that out until later on. Like that I oh, I need to get rid of all the statues so the boss pops out. And then once he popped out, I launched a fireball at him. He was dead. It took like it, like you. It's just like the repetition of doing it over and over again. Like it's it's not. I thought at first it sucked, and then I was like, this this is what this game is all about. I love this. It sounds awesome. It sounds a lot like. Um, it gives me some Rogue Legacy vibes. Like I feel like it'll scratch that itch a little bit, and in, in, in some ways at least. But. Um, I'm excited to check it out at some point. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Do you know? Because it's only on Switch right now, but it is coming. No, it's on, it's on Xbox. Is it? I believe so. Really? I thought it was Switch exclusive for no, a while. I mean, it might be, but I, I thought it was also coming out on Xbox like pretty soon if it's not already I out. thought it was coming out on PC. Because somebody reviewed it using the Xbox One. I don't know. All right. I guess it's out on Switch, PS4, Windows, and Xbox One. So oh, it is It is a sweet game. It is. It is different. Um, what I like about it being on the Switch is that it fires up really fast. It's definitely the like I found myself picking it up for a few minutes before going to work every morning. Yeah. Like when I was waiting, like just kind of chilling at home, and was like, okay. Well, like, now I don't that feel you like can like at work quite yet, suspend so. games. The idea that like you can be like, all right, I'm going to do a couple turns in this battle, and then just yeah. let it sit, and then go to work, and then come back to I, it is pretty that- cool. I do really appreciate that about the Switch is how fast everything loads mm-hmm. and goes into sleep and comes out of sleep. Leaving Zelda in sleep and then just picking it right yeah. up yeah. is awesome. So, like, it sounds like this game like I was feels, like would would benefit from that. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I've got some time on the subway. I'll pull this out, play a couple it, things. Yeah, it's put it it's away. that sort of game. It's very it's it's quick to pick kind of, up. It's hard to master. Yeah, and I mean it, it fires up fast. It runs really well. Uh, it's it's got cool art. It's got epic music. It it has some voice acting in it, which is cool. I have one thing about the art that I will say. But what what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that's what uh, appealed to me as far as getting it for the Switch. Is it looked like something you could just play a pick little up and bit put down? And yeah, put down. I for some reason. The two times that I've gone to the store to like look at this game and then be like, no, I should really play Horizon. One of the things that has really like put me off is just the font of the numbers. The font itself, for some reason, oh, John knows it, all about like, off-putting fonts because it's like a, an old-school eight-bit font and it's it, hard to it, read. No, because it feels like something off of like Newgrounds. You know? Do you remember that website? No. Like it just feels like, or like Congregate, like one of those websites that has a bunch. Of, it, it looks like a Flash game to me, essentially. Okay. You know? So I don't and I don't know why that's bothered me so much, but for some reason it has. So I I it's not a good reason to not pick it up and, and that's not the only reason, but that's been one thing that's been Yeah. I mean I understand it, it it's to me it's it's hard to read, I think, at yeah. some points. Like some of the letters look similar, so it, you kind of 
everyone ends up being a little bit dyslexic. There also seems like a lot of numbers, too. Even in just the screenshots that they show in the eShop store, it's like there's a lot of numbers happening. I mean, the only right numbers now. you have to pay attention to... You, actually, you don't have to pay attention to numbers. The only numbers that pop up on screen is like the damage you're doing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and well, like I assume your stamina bar or something like that, but... Yeah, well, your stamina bar is not even a number. Your stamina is a little box next to your life bar. Okay. And right. and if you have, like, like my heavy has four stamina boxes. Yeah. And each of the two lighter characters has a single stamina box. But you can, you can actually go through and you can find altars to get more stamina, which is cool, or certain items you pick up will give you more stamina. Like temporary stamina yeah. or something. Well, no, right. I mean it gives you it gives you stamina. Oh. It's like raises max stamina by one or whatever. Okay, cool. So and it lasts the duration of that run. So it sounds cool. It's I'll a cool game. I, I mean, if you're skeptical, wait a little while. It'll probably go on sale. I it's made by the guys who did Trine. I don't know if you played. Trine That's why I don't play well, it. One of the reasons why I was interested. I like Trine. Yeah, because Trine, Trine, Trine again was like Trine the sort of game. game where you're swapping characters on the fly. I liked sort of playing thing. Trine as a multiplayer game. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's. I uh, never tried it. You never tried it. You, you should try you it didn't sometime. Try, you didn't try it out. I'm pretty sure I own it on like 30 platforms because yeah, it's always it's been like free and I don't know whatever. Yeah, but it, it's uh again like. If you're skeptical about it, you don't really know how you feel about playing a game in this particular style. Don't you know? Wait for it to go on sale. Like, don't buy it right now. If you want to play something similar that's a little bit more forgiving and isn't turn-based, check out Rogue Legacy because that game is amazing. Th- yeah, and, and I mean, there there were a lot of complaints in this that like all the enemies look the same. Blah blah blah. This is the sort of game where like. I mean, if if people adopt it earlier on, they'll probably start expanding it and like yeah. giving you like more enemies to fight and different maps and blah blah blah. It it's fun. Like it is a legitimately a fun game to play. And again, it's easy to pick up, difficult to master. I I would again. I at first hated it and didn't think it was worth twenty dollars. But at this point, like having given it a full chance, I'm, I've played it for ten to fifteen hours. I think um, I love it. I think it's great. It's awesome. a it's a fun game. It was. It was one of those. It was like a good decompress, like you know, uh, what, what what did I say? The pickle ginger of my gaming sushi. Wash the palate. Yeah, it was. It was it. good. It was again. It was different, and I enjoyed it. So cool. Yeah. So that's all so I have. It was, it's good game, and it's fun. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it's worth twenty bucks. Okay. All right. What are you trying to get at? Because I said that a bunch, and you're <laughs> just like repeating it again, like we do in our text messages. <laughs> yes. It's a good game and it was fun. I had a good time. All right, I enjoyed it. It sounds fun. It's fun and like it might be good. It is good. Yeah. Okay. It's very good. Good fun. Yes, I enjoyed it fun. a lot. Yeah, it cool. was great. Good fun. Yeah. So, anyways, um, thanks again for everybody who joined us on Twitch. Even the guy that I banned because he was being a douche. Um, <laughs> suck thanks, my balls. anyways. I won't name you by name, but you can suck my balls. Um, other than that, while you're listening or even watching along, head over to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com slash support. Check out all the various ways you can support us. We've got a support store where you can buy shirts and hoodies and beer koozies, and there's a donate button if you want to just send us money so that we can buy more games and talk about them on here. Uh, you can check out the Amazon affiliate link, so when you buy stuff from Amazon, be it anything, you could buy groceries, you could buy underwear, whatever the hell you want on Amazon. If you go through that link... We get a portion of the proceeds, which is totally sweet. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast or like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Podcasts. And that's a tough one to get through. It is. Yeah. They need to shorten that. It just needs to be like Google Cast or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, and uh, tune in radio I'm for sure. Fairly certain we have zero listeners on it too, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I think there's maybe one or two. I'll have to look again at the stats. Yeah. Uh, and as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail or via Twitter at mgn podcast. Don't forget to add us on Instagram at midwestgamenerds. Uh, my buddy here in the in the chat, uh, Chola J, whatever, however it's actually pronounced. Please do email us your questions about expansion plans because we we have ideas, man. Yeah. So send them along. We're happy to talk to you Our about website that, is midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah, and you can email uh, midwestgamers at gmail.com or wherever you can contact us through midwestpodcastnetwork.com You as can well. uh, send a flare up into the sky. We might see it. Smoke yeah. signals. If yeah. you're in the Midwest, you never know. We might be able to see it because mm-hmm. we're in the Midwest. Um, Tele- other than telegram. that... No, uh, no yeah, telegram. No, no telegram. Sorry. Morse code. I'll take a telegram. By the wire, you know? Yeah. Wire it to us. Uh, other than that... Be sure to check out the other podcasts on the uh, the network here. We've got Horror Movie Yearbook just released a new episode on 1980... 1990. 1990? I think. Yeah. They were doing the year of 1990. Oh, 1990. And then they also had 880 before or whenever the blob came 880? out. 880? I don't... No, 1980, I think. I don't yeah. remember. Anyways, but that one... I, I'm listening to that one right now. It's pretty funny. Those guys are good. They're, They're so funny. Yeah. yeah. We um, had a little fun April Fool's thing, too. Yeah, that was that good. That hopefully didn't lose them that many listeners, but... Uh, check that out too. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm definitely curious. It's fun, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and uh, check out other podcasts on this on the uh, network too. Some of yeah. our, the archives of uh, Midwest film nerds and uh, preachers uh, gone to Texas with with the preacher podcast and gone West to World Texas. Uh, it would be a good thing to listen to because Preacher season one is now available on Hulu in total. So yeah. you can go through listen to a few of our episodes, or we got a season wrap up at the end if you just want to listen to one. Uh, we'd love to have you along for season two when that starts uh, in June. Yeah, so check it out. Thanks again for everybody listening and those of you in the Twitch chat chatting along with us. We appreciate it. We appreciate all of our listeners. uh, And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.